0: Thanks for checking out the Refuge Official Podcast. Wherever you're from, we hope that this message will encourage you and help you grow in your relationship with God. Now, here's our lead pastor, Matthew Malik.
1: How many of you are ready for the All right, well, we're going to get right into it. The title of this message is chill. And I don't know if you've ever had anybody say to you in a moment of anxiety, worry, stress, if they've told you, hey, this is chill. Have you ever had that happen? Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Never good at that. Chill, okay. And, and really, it's a kind of a wake up call. But really, uh, my objective in this message is to get you to chill. Uh, and I believe that was Jesus' objective when we read Gospel of Matthew chapter 6. He's talking about issues relating to anxiety, worry, and he's trying to get us to chill, okay? So uh, we, we want to address this subject because I believe when Jesus was talking about it, and we're gonna look at a couple passages in just a moment, Matthew 6. But Jesus was addressing the basic issues of life that all of us encounter, that all of us have to deal with. And how do we handle those stresses? How do we handle when there's a mortgage bill due, a payment due and we don't see the money? How do we handle when we open up our cabinet and we've already spent our money for the month and and our I was empty and you know, how are we going to feed our family? How are we going to clothe our family? All these basic needs of life a cause for worry, anxiety, and stress. Well, how about if, if you're looking for a job? Is that stressful? Does that cause fear and anxiety? Oh yeah, it can. How about losing a job? How about maintaining a job? Some of you have anxiety issues and just doing that. So there's so many facets of life that we deal with this thing called anxiety, dealing with worry. And so we just want to open up and explore that subject and topic. This morning. And uh, if you open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, we're going to look at a couple of passages there, uh, verse 25 and verse 27. Before we read them, you know, one of the things that uh, we also think about um, is just taking a test. How many of you uh, were a little bit anxious when you took your driver's test to get your driver's license? I don't know. Maybe a few of you. Some of you say, "I got this, no problem." How many of you failed the first time you took it? Oh, yeah, that's that's a mystery. I actually passed, barely like, passed. Uh, and back in my day, we had to fill a book. And you guys had it easy today, In the middle, so, um, Some places, anyway. Uh, but if if somebody comes to me and says, "I'm dealing with anxiety," what would I tell them? Uh, What would you tell them? So that's essentially what this message is all about. I want to tell you what to do when you're facing anxiety, when you're facing a stressful situation, when you're dealing with worry. How do you respond to that? So uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. And uh, we'll read this in the contemporary English version of the Bible and also we're going to read verse 27. And my recommendation would be for you to read The whole chapter of Matthew 6. We see the Lord's Prayer, which that's a key component in all this, for Jesus re addressing this whole thing concerning worry and anxiety. Verse 25, Jesus' own words, he says, I tell you not to worry about your life. We'll stop at that point in that verse, because I want you to really hear that. I tell you not to worry about your life easier said than done right verse 27 says can worry make you live longer can it no it doesn't add to your life it doesn't add to your life anything but it certainly takes away let's pray heavenly father we do come before you in the name of jesus and i thank you for the ministry of the holy spirit to help me effectively communicate this message Father, as we deal with the concerns of life, as we deal with worry and anxiety, Father, we pray that you give us wisdom and understanding from your perspective. We thank you for truth that brings freedom and liberty so that we can walk forward in understanding life with as we presence with your peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I
0: just want to mention
1: briefly, there's a difference between a genuine concern and worry. Because genuine concern is directed primarily towards the situation of others. But worry is often focused on selfish interests or self-interests. And not necessarily being selfish, but it's focused more on what you're going through. Where concern extends beyond what you're going through and focuses on what others are going through you come alongside as, as an encouragement to them. Now, one of the things that, and I just need to share a little bit. I want to be vulnerable and open this morning. Over my life, I've had some very troubling moments where I had to deal with anxiety at high levels, worry at high levels, and, and sometimes the situations. As I look back now, I even ask myself, "How did I make it do that?" But it was God my connection, with relationship to him, that got me through those, those stress moments of life and anxiety, and I'll just go back to the year 2005. Now, this was a year that uh, I really, we, we were living in a home, and I thought I was going to retire that home, and the Lord had spoken to Deb and I that we were to list our home, but on a market and sell We had purchased another lot as an investment, and we found that the Lord was directing us to build on that lot. And so, at that time, when we visited the the uh, realtor said, "You know what? the just is not moving. This is not a good time uh, for for the home to for selling. For the summer's over." Uh, but you know, it eventually moved. Well, needless to say, we got an offer, and within. Uh, a couple of weeks, I think it was six weeks, we got an offer. It was basically a full price offer for our woman. And that was before the market crashed. And so uh, this was good. But it turned out that during that time there was so much happening. And from the time that we accepted that offer, we had two weeks to move out after living there for 13 years. And, and so it, there was a lot happening at the time. We were hosting a huge worship conference bringing in people from all over uh, the nation, which integrity uh, was in a worship. We did a post a conference here. And so that organizing, that was, you know, a big deal. We were on a time where we went away for a praying fast and we were praying and seeking God for the new gifts, so that was right in that mix there too. And all these things happening, and then, to add to the whole situation, that pressure, my lovely wife dead, had a miscarriage. And then, so we're dealing with that. And then, two weeks to move out of my home. Now, thank God for the body, because people rally together to help us. But I was so full of anxiety, and, and this is a condition I, I never knew it even existed. But my hands swelled. To several times. I mean it was like I was the whole case. I I couldn't take off, I had to take off my rings. My rings no longer fit on my hand. And the pain, and and I'm thinking, what is going on here? So I went to the doctor and he said, You're dealing with stress. You're dealing with anxiety. And and then of course, you know, they offer the, the medication to deal with those symptoms. But I realized I needed to connect with God. And I'm I'm
0: a pastor, I pray all the time, I do
1: these things, but this was at a level that was so overwhelming to me. And 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 because I was getting maybe two to three hours of sleep every night because I couldn't sleep because I said, we gotta get this done, we have to get this done. We had to find a place to move into. We were hopeless for a period of time, you know, in the mix of all that. But God began to work open doors and somehow it all came together. And so uh I understand what anxiety can do to a person. I've gone and that's the I mean, stunning, and all of you can you probably relate to some events, some situation in your life, where you you've had to deal with worry and anxiety that brought stress, that brought depression, or that really began to erode your life away. And so we just want to focus on some of these things this morning now. now There's sometimes situations and circumstances that are beyond our control that cause anxiety. And see, there's a way that God has designed for us to respond to anxiety when it comes. Because there's things that we can do or fail to do that cause anxiety. Uh, there's things that others may do or fail to do that cause anxiety. And as I said, sometimes it's just the circumstances of life that bring anxiety, and it's knocking on their door. So how do we deal with it? Well, first I want to define uh, anxiety and really worry, we could say is a cause of anxiety. Worry is actually interchangeable with anxiety, and, and this is what it means, to give way, to anxiety or unease that's what worry means to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles so your focus is shifted on what's going wrong it's staying focused on the problem rather than the solution or finding the solution uh, it's also worry is a state of anxiety and uncertainty over actual potential problems. in other words what might happen you get all upset about well, the syndrome. What might happen, Well, what if, or what ifs of life that play us? What if this happens, what if that happens? And then also, worry afflicts us with mental distress and agitation. Have you ever got agitated? Oh my, mind. I know you have. Now what's really interesting, I found this, in the British dialect, worry means to choke, or to strangle, to choke or to strangle. And sometimes we feel like we're being chalked, like we're being strangled. And that's the effective way in anxiety in our lives. And so it's something we, as believers, need to approach it from a biblical, godly standpoint. So I want to bring some uh, biblical insights that will help us deal with anxiety. Are you ready? Uh, here's another uh, definition for anxiety. Anxiety, or to be anxious, is to experience worry, uneasiness, or nervousness about an imminent event or something with uncertain outcome. It's uh, to be anxious is to be full of mental distress or uneasiness because of fear of danger or of misfortune, things that might just go wrong. Now, this is my definition. Okay, so you can quote me on this. Um, Okay, so anxiety, anxiety is uncertainty without an immediate solution or an answer to a problem that overwhelms you. I'll share that again if you take notes. Um, Anxiety is an uncertainty without an immediate solution or an answer to a problem that overwhelms you. So we want to talk about three elements this morning. The cause? The cause is simply living life, being human. Life's pressures and demands come upon all us, okay? Uh, we, we just deal with it. I mean, uh, to live uh, a day without pressure is, is a real blessing, okay? Because there's going to be some pressure. This could be something that will try to cause you to choose to be anxious over it, okay? And then we have the remedy. And the remedy to anxiety or worry is connecting with the awkward life, connecting with the awkward life because he provides a solution and an answer for each of us. And then number three the outcome. The outcome is simply living life victoriously. It's living life in a way that we overcome anxiety. We overcome the situations that reflect our lives. And so God is ordained for us to walk in his peace. And so we're going to discover that. Let's look at Matthew six thirty-four. Matthew six thirty-four, 34, the English Standard Version reads, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So Jesus is acknowledging a reality that we all can agree with in life, right? We... we We have this thing called anxiety that causes concern about the what ifs of tomorrow. It's many times related to the future. But what's interesting is Jesus makes it very clear, do not be anxious about tomorrow. We need to recognize it as a command. See, anxiety is generated from the uncertainty or dread of what could happen. It's based on fear or a negative outcome of the future. In fact, fear and anxiety are hand in hand, and I want to refer back to Andrew's message to talk about the effect of fear in your life. A uh, fear gives life to anxiety and allows it to run its course in your life. And so, uh, not only is anxiety a fear or nervousness about my, what might happen, but it's also caused for a lot of mental and physical disorders in life. My, my swollen hands. I had no idea that anxiety could do such a thing. I could remember it was so painful. I was trying to use a screwdriver and, and you, know, you know take a vent off so I could paint it. That was touching up the house before we sold it or before we closed on it and doing all these projects. And I could barely move my hands. And so, and I was just, I had to hide my hands. I can remember that Sunday I went to the pulpit, you know, I didn't want to lift my hands, you know, the house was lift holy hands. Because I lift my hands, I caused a distraction. I caused attention. Because they were huge. I'm right. <laughs> I can remember when they first started swelling up, she said, what's wrong with your hands? I don't know. <laughs> She thought I put my hands in a cookie jar or something. But anyway, yeah, that was that was something else. I hope that never happens to any one of you, okay? If you did, you can tell me later. You don't have to acknowledge it in this auditorium. Anyway, uh see, there's a medical definition of anxiety. And I, I found it interesting because, you know, and I want I want to make it very clear that if you under any medication for anxiety or stress, there's no condemnation. You know, it's realizing that there's different approaches that we can attack this thing called anxiety. And so don't feel like you're less of a person, less of a person because you're taking some form of medication because it may be connected to a physical situation. But this is the medical definition of anxiety. Anxiety is a multi-system response to perceived threat or danger. It reflects a combination of biochemical changes in the body the patient's personal history and memory and the social social situation all affect them. Okay? And as far as we know, and I like this part, anxiety is a uniquely human experience. Okay? So if you're human, if you experience anxiety, it goes with being a human, okay? And so I found that interesting. Now, it goes on to say, although anxiety is a commonplace experience, everyone has from time to time it is difficult to describe concretely because it has so many different potential causes and degrees of intensity and so and and something that as we talked about this passage the other day says you may need medication until you get revelation you know revelation of the word and to know that god can help you overcome through his word and see part of it if we deal with our thought life and and an mind, sometimes our mind can take us places that we don't want to go. And what anxious and in fact to ask you this question, what anxious thoughts are perplexing you today? Because thoughts can be tormenting. What thoughts are you dealing with or struggling with right now? What circumstance or situation are you dealing with that has allowed anxiety to invade or even to rule your life. You know, sometimes it's identifying, okay, what's the cause of this? Because we sometimes react to anxiety in personal ways. We, we react rather than respond. And, and, and sometimes people say, what's wrong with them? And they have no idea what they're dealing with. The Anxiety the worry that they're dealing with that they need to help and encourage them to overcome. Um, so when we look at uh, the word of god we see that the word of god gives us clear insight in how to confront deal with and conquer anxiety so let's look at the remedy or the solution and, and this is it might sound simple but god gives simple answers i just thank you thankful for that and, and so you can write this down if you're taking notes the remedy or the solution is, you need a consistent prayer life. You need a consistent prayer Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7. This is one of my favorite passages of the Bible. Um, you know, I have a lot of favorites from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22. Okay. Anyway, Philippians well, chapter 4, starting verse 6. Again, you see, the command as the Apostle Paul was writing uh, under the inspiration of the holy spirit and he states do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god now the outcome of this is seen in verse seven and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guide your heart and minds in christ jesus so God's peace literally becomes a Bible on us from anxious thoughts, from anxiety that would try to rule us and dominate our thinking, okay? Now, anxiety does not have to rule atonement. She's any longer. And medication will only address the symptoms of anxiety disorders, but the word of God gets to the root of the issue. And so that's why we need to take heed to Jesus' instruction here to not be anxious about tomorrow and to receive the peace of God that comes from placing your trust in Him. See, we see a clear command in the Scriptures. It's, it can't be any more clear than this. That gives us the remedy and the to combat anxiety. Rather than being anxious or worried about something, we need to commit it to prayer. We really do. And so that's one of the first things that people are doing with something We're going to say, okay, if you pray about this, well, let me pray with you. Let me join my faith with you. And it's amazing what God can do to prayer. That even goes beyond understanding. Sometimes that peace that comes, the situation might not even seem like it's changed, but there's peace that gives us strength to walk through that. See, so often, God's not going to remove you from the situation. Sometimes he's just going to give you the grace and the strength to walk through it with his peace, with his strength. And people look at you and they say, how can you handle all this? I know what you're going through. I know what you're going with. That's the peace of God and the person's life. Now, without prayer, we will never find peace when dealing with anxious thoughts. See, when the burden of our heart has become too heavy for us to bear, we must release it to prayer, to God in prayer. We need to release it. To and, and when we do, that's when peace comes. See, it's interesting in this passage, you also see Thanksgiving mentioned. Thanksgiving is really the attitude of prayer that expresses our faith. So, prayer, you know, prayer has an attitude, you never notice that. Sometimes people can pray a prayer that's primitive. Uh I've been in settings where you know, people have tried to send messages. Of, uh, to me, me of the prayers. Lord, please help Pastor Matthew. Good oh, for thank you for that message. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> prayer is an attitude, and the attitude of prayer, as we see in this passage, should be with thanksgiving. Thanking God for the answer before we see it manifest, okay? And so we, Make our requests known by simply telling them what we need or want with a thankful heart. That's so important. Now, we're promised, and we see it right there in the scripture, that the peace of God, which transcends all human logic, will literally protect your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. it, 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 it deal with those anxious thoughts that try to rise up. So instead of entirely ruling our heart, the peace of God can rule our hearts. That's exciting to me. Is it to you? See, it's God's peace that can effectively guard the heart and mind against anxiety. See, it's also right like priorities. That's part of the solution. We see that in Matthew chapter six, having those right priorities, starting in verse 31, to 33, the scripture reads, therefore, do not be anxious. And we see this repeatedly in scripture, Jesus, in that sixth chapter, seven says several times, don't be anxious, don't be worried, don't be anxious. Here we see it in verse 31 again. Therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? How many of you got full of anxiety because you walked into the cross this morning and you didn't know what to wear? Uh, don't raise your hand. That can be a dilemma for people, you know, um, and, and Jesus is addressing it here in Scripture. In verse 32, for the Gentiles seek after all these things. In other words, it's no so different from what any human being needs or has to deal with. But look what it says. And you have any father that knows that you need them all. In other words, he's aware of your need. God the Father knows what your need is. And you know, it's encouraging to know that He's made a way to meet that need, to provide for that need, because of His love for you. Verse 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, we can say His right order, and all these things will be added to you. In other words, with right priority, you put God first if you add all these things as you get his order in your life as you put him first as you get your priorities right then god will see to that all those other things that happen to you like a bonus you can see it as a bonus but it's because god knows you already need that see what god needs from you is for you to seek first his kingdom and that's what he's looking for from you what he's looking for is for you to seek first his kingdom to, to open up an avenue to say, okay, okay, God, what do you want in my life? For you to offer yourself to Him. And when you do, He's going to take care of all those things so that you don't have to worry about them or be full of anxiety about them. So do not be anxious. And let me just say, this command of Jesus is not just a suggestion. It's a command. Especially concerning the basic needs of this life and i I think most of us need to repent for giving place to anxiety when it comes to these things
0: anxiety from
1: jesus perspective is a result of failure to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness in our life his right only in our life and to seek first his kingdom what does that look like it's simply to submit to his will submit to his word submit to his influence it's really to put his interest first and as you read through the scripture you can clearly come to know what what God desires for our lives. If you say amen to that. When you say amen, that's simply say, I agree. Okay. So if you have a yes can say amen, what they're telling you is, I agree. Right. Let's look at verse 34, Matthew 6 34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And again, what about tomorrow? The uncertainty of tomorrow is what fuels the anxiety of today. I'll share that again. The uncertainty of tomorrow is what fuels the anxiety of today. You just don't know. You're concerned. You're worried. You're troubled. How's this going to turn out? What's going to happen? So what we need to do is trust. That's another part of the remedy. Putting our trust in God. See, trusting God is a choice. It's a decision that only you can make for yourself. See, I can't make you trust God. I can't force you to trust God. I can encourage you to trust God, but you have to determine that in your own heart, I trust God. Amen, yeah, yeah. when you put your trust in God, something amazing happens. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lead to your own understanding. Verse 6 goes on to say, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and he'll make your paths straight, or make straight your paths. In other words, he will go before you and take care of what's ahead. When we put our trust in him right now. So trust the Lord with all your heart. And then see what we tend to do, we lean on our own understanding, we say, but what about this? But what about that God? What about this? And we begin to question, we have all these questions, but the Lord says, trust me but you trust in the Lord. Don't lean on what you know. Don't lean on what you understand, but trust in me. Trust in the Lord upon your heart. So trust God this very moment. Cast your every care upon him because he cares absolutely for you. And I want to share uh, a couple more verses. This one is in 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. So you can turn there. 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. It says, humble yourselves. See that's an important instruction. To humble yourself is to put your place in, a, in a, to submit to God, to open up to God. And you understand and know the difference between pride and humility. Humility is is the ability to receive from God, whether it's instruction, whether it's blessing, whether it's correction, whatever it is, is putting yourself in a place where, Lord, I'm open to receive whatever you have for me. See, a humble Power is required to receive forgiveness of sins, to receive the grace of God, to receive everything that God has for you and it requires humility. Humility is the ability to receive from God what we don't deserve, because God gave the price for it, okay? Now, 1 Peter 5, 7 again, it says, How will yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God? So at the proper time, he may exalt you. That's his intent. He wants to lift you up. The word exalt means to lift up, to lift you up out of your present circumstance that may be negative and painful or hurtful. To, to lift you up and to exalt you. That's, that's what he wants to do. That's his intent. But notice verse 7. Cast it. All your anxieties on him because he cares you. Casting means you stroll, and they "Okay, Lord, I'm giving this to you, Lord. You know, um, I have all these problems, all these worries and things, but I'm giving them to you. And, and, and identify what they are, and be willing to cast them onto the Lord. And notice it's because He cares for you. One, I want to write this down. Another statement. This actually came to be right before service. Anxiety." It's a result of that understanding the Father's care for us. Anxiety is a result of that understanding the Father's care for us. See, care is concerned. He's concerned for you. Think about that. That The God of creation, God of heaven, cares for you. He cares about you. He really does. One final scripture I want to share with you, and, and, and let me just uh, make this thing before I share this verse. Anxiety is a weight we were not meant to bear. It's a weight that you were not meant to carry. That's why it messes with the human makeup because we were not, God didn't design our bodies and our makeup to be able to handle anxiety. That's why it messes with us as it does. That's why God made a way for us to get through it. So Proverbs twelve twenty five. Proverbs 12 25, it says, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Anxiety is a weight, it's a shackle, it pushes us down. It's a weight upon the heart. As a weight, a burden, or a shackle, we Consider the degree that anxiety limits our progress in life and this sort of stuff. See, I, I don't know if you remember uh, how many runners are out there and, and if you're practicing for a marathon or something, you're practicing for a sprint, you put these weights on your ankles. And what those weights do, they actually slow you down, but it also gives you more endurance. It helps to build up your muscles. And so when it comes time for the race, you take the weights off. And then cool, oh, man, you can really go. Have you ever tried to run and carry a you know, like a heavy load? You're not gonna move too fast because it's gonna slow you down. Weights and P want's ability to advance or move forward. People are stuck in life because they become victims to the weight of anxiety. That's what we're gonna pray just a moment. Because I'm I want that weight to be lifted off of you this morning. And I want you to be set free from the negative effects of anxiety in your life so that you can begin to walk in the freedom that Jesus has made available for you. Now it's interesting uh, that somebody who's weighed down, they have a difficult time functioning in life.
0: For some, anxiety
1: has been disabling; It really has, resulting in inability to really function with normalcy. That's a, a... you know, degree of anxiety that that sometimes is, is is sad because you see, wow, we've allowed this to do this. In fact, our medical science may address the physical symptoms of anxiety and treated with medication, but it often fails to address it from a spiritual standpoint. And we want to address it from a spiritual standpoint here this morning.
0: Because there may be physical
1: causes of anxiety, but it's largely mental and spiritual. Uh, when the pressure and stress of life becomes overwhelming, and we fail to look to God at those times. And, and that's why we need to look to Him in this moment. The remedy that we saw stated in Proverbs verse 12, 25, is to receive a good word. I trust this word I brought to you this morning is a good word. And it's really God's word, because this is the powerful source of encouragement to combat anxiety and stress and worry that we deal with. I want you to stand. This morning with me. And there's a couple of prayer points that I want to pray with you. But before we do that, I want to extend an invitation. Maybe you came to the service and you have a place in your life that you really haven't totally surrendered with submitted or committed heart to Jesus
0: Christ. We understand that Jesus came into this world to save those that were bound in sin. Those that the Bible speaks of as being lost, separated, alienated from God. And Jesus came with a mission. The scripture says he came to seek and to save that which was lost. And that represents the whole of the human race, those born in every generation, people of all time, those yet to be born, Jesus came to seek and to save them. And so it comes down to the point where where you're at. Have you received the salvation that Jesus came to bring? Have you accepted his love, his forgiveness, and the gift of eternal life? And that's a decision that you must make at some point in this life. And in this life is where we make that choice. And so with every head bowed, nobody looking around at this time, if you hear you say, Pastor, I'm uncertain where my life is at with God. If I were to die today, I don't know if I'd go to heaven or hell. I don't know if there is a heaven or hell. But I'm willing to open my heart to Jesus today. I'm open to, to give him my life and allow him inside. If that's you this morning, lift your hand, and we're going to pray a believer's prayer in just a moment. Can I see that hand? Are there others this morning? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can put those hands down. Now, together, we're going to pray pray a believer's prayer, and that's a prayer where we pray to receive Jesus, we acknowledge his lordship, where we receive his forgiveness. And if, if you're already a believer, to pray that prayer is only reinforcing what you believe. So repeat after me if you would. Let's everyone pray this together. Heavenly Father, I open my heart to you. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Jesus, you came to die for my sins. And you rose from the dead to give me life. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I put my faith in you. I invite you to come into my life. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Make my life what you want it to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Now if you prayed that prayer for the first time, According to the word of God, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, if any woman be in Christ, the new creation, all things pass away. You just receive the very life in the nature of God. And, you begin, and now you can begin on your journey to walk with him in a meaningful way. Now, for the rest of you, we want to deal with anxiety. And so I have some prayer points. And so again, I want you to bow your head. And I want you to open your heart. In fact, I'm going to have you do something. I'm going to have you just put your hands out before you like this, like open hands. And what those open hands represent is your heart being open to receive what you need from God. Those open hands represent you being, uh, you allowing God to do what he wants to do in your life right now. It's a symbol of receiving from him. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for helping us to not only recognize the cause, the source, and the effects of anxiety in our life. But help us to receive, Father, the answer, the solution, to deal with it. Thank you, Jesus, for, for providing practical and spiritual solutions for us to deal with anxiety in our life. Thank you for helping us to place our trust in you and take seriously your exhortation to refuse to be anxious about the future. Help us to be mindful, Lord, to pray about our problems instead of being anxious about them. As we seek you in prayer, we receive your peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, in that peace that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you're aware of everything that we have need of in this life and that you do not want us to be anxious about these needs. Forgive us for neglecting to seek your kingdom and your righteousness. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that no matter what trouble the day may bring, we don't have to be anxious about it because we're trusting in you. Thank you, Father, that today we cast all of our care upon you because we're confident that you care for us. In Jesus' name, now I pray blessing, Father, over this congregation. And I take authority over the strongholds of anxiety that would attempt to wreck their life. And, Father, we speak to anxiety, anxious thoughts. We command you to go by the authority of Jesus' name. Thank you, Father for the peace of God that passes understanding. In Jesus' name. At Refuge, we believe all people matter to God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect further with Refuge, feel free to go online to wearerefuge.net or on social media at wearerefuge.